to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, we are wrapping up another busy broadcasting week. So delighted that you've stumbled upon us or we've become appointment listening, viewing, whatever it is. However you get the program, thanks for being here and for, you know, maybe sharing us with somebody else. Wendy Bell Radio podcast, two million downloads strong. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material, go there. Give us a five-star review. Appreciate you guys being here. Big show today. Got a lot to talk about. CIA, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, corruption. You'd think that'd be the whole show. But we would be remiss if we didn't dabble over in Fulton County, Georgia, to pop in and see what was going on in the Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade case. Is basically, their love life is uh, preempting anything that Donald Trump did or did not do. It is an absolute... Feet of ridiculosity, if you will. We're going to take you there here momentarily. Pull up a table, put chair to the table, I should say. We're delighted you're here, and we welcome you to our home of common sense conservatism. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, if there's anything this several years of, of madness, of insanity, of twisted values and everything upside down and in and out has proven to us, it is that there are an awful lot of people who are willing to go along with crazy. They don't want to step out into the spotlight. They don't want to be singled out. They're not, wor- they're not willing to risk losing something in the court of public opinion. And so so they kind of stay in the shadows and they don't get involved. And there is a small number of people who are the opposite, who for whatever reason, and it is baked into who they are, it is not a choice. It is a calling and a movement and a passion for truth. These people step forward And they do the right thing, usually to great personal detriment. They realize that by stepping forward in a very unpopular time to have a dissenting opinion, a very unpopular time to seek the truth, to ask questions, they dare to do that, which is their God-given right. And it makes me angry to sit here before you and to tell you a story 
that is so perfectly emblematic of crazy right now and desperation among those who are corrupt in Washington, D.C. And I cannot say that this is a left, this is a Democrat thing, this is a progressive thing, because it's an everybody thing. And it has to be talked about, because this is wrong. And I, and I want to start with this. Look, these people have, have taken prayer out of schools. They've taken learning out of education and safety from our streets. They've taken credibility out of research. They've taken the facts out of science and objectivity out of the media. They've manipulated a generation of children. They've glorified suicide and excused mental illness. These people came for our kids. They've carved out fathers from the family unit. They've overloaded the mothers. They've turned friends against each other. These are the people who've taken down our monuments. They have demonized our founders. They've elevated false prophets. They glorify the devil and they do it in your face. They don't even try to hide it. They've stolen our votes. They've spied on our warriors. They've entrapped the innocent. They've lied about our history. And, and they've taken God out of our lives when we need him most. I mean, they came for that prayer. They've come for the faithful, for the questioning, for the honest. And now they have come for the truth. And I share that with you this morning because yesterday... At Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada, the feds rolled in and took down a guy that before yesterday we only knew as a highly trusted, six-figure paid, FBI confidential human source, a well-known and well-trusted informant within the FBI, who they all just turned on now. And this is the man who stepped forward and said on that form, the FD-1023, remember when we used to talk about that? It was an unclassified form that revealed pretty classified information that this confidential human source had been in contact repeatedly with the head, the founder, the CEO of Burisma in Ukraine. This is the company you well know, whose founder said, he was being bribed and was paying, not being bribed, he was bribing Joe Biden. $5 million to Joe, $5 million to Hunter to ensure that the prosecutor who was looking into Burisma would be fired. And this confidential human source, whose name we now know because the feds arrested him and accused him of lying when he stood before Congress, and, and said under oath, under penalty of perjury, that he had 17 recordings, two with Joe, 15 with Hunter, in addition to assorted emails and other documents, proving that Joe and Hunter accepted bribes in order to do thus and such for Burisma. Ladies and gentlemen, the Department of Justice is not about anything just. 
It is about running interference. It is about creating bogus narratives. It is about wild goose chases and absorbing the news cycle for months and years on end. It is about creating fake news that then gets investigated and is never investigated. And then special reports by special counsel who suck. And all we know now today is that everything they've said about Donald Trump and Russian collusion is a lie that they knew from the beginning. And now they're coming after the truth tellers. They're coming after the whistleblowers. And they want to accuse this gentleman, and his name is Smirnov. He's a Ukrainian-American, Alexander, 45 years old. And they're coming for him. How dare you try to take us down? How dare you tell the truth and i want you to hear this this is on the post millennial on thursday yesterday hours ago special counsel david weiss charged a former fbi informant who claimed president biden was bribed by ukrainian oil and gas company burisma the indictment claims the informant lied about biden's alleged role in the business dealings excuse me he's 43 alexander Spurnov. Arrested Thursday, Harry Reid International Airport in Vegas, accused in the indictment that his story to the FBI was a fabrication, an amalgam of otherwise unremarkable business meetings and contacts that had actually occurred, but at a later date than he had claimed. This gentleman, Alexander Smirnov, ladies and gentlemen, testified under penalty of perjury that Burisma founder CEO Mykola Zlochevsky told him on multiple occasions about the $5 million to Hunter, the $5 million to Joe, and that he had described these conversations in four different interactions with this Burisma guy, beginning with a meeting near Kiev in late 2015. This gentleman, who had before been not unmasked, has the goods that prove Joe Biden was vice president of the United States when he was accepting bribes and gloating on behalf of the Biden administration that he had pulled strings to withhold aid until that prosecutor was fired. Do not lose sight of what is going on. Joe Biden is corrupt. Joe Biden engaged in criminal behavior. Joe Biden is a traitor to this country. And all of the factions of the government underneath him, all the alphabet agencies now running around to hunt down and to arrest and indict honest, truth-telling people who at least deserve the opportunity to go before a judge and present their evidence, of which there is ample. These are the last throws of a very desperate, bureaucratic nightmare. They're going after the truth-tellers, ladies and gentlemen. When will they go after you? Quick time out on the Wendy Bell Radio program. You know, it's time to bring God back into our lives. Apparently, there's a California bill on the books right now, ladies and gentlemen. I think Californians are done with the Democrat hellscape. They're looking at Republican values. Huh. Next.
We long ago passed that point where the question, so why don't you just tell us when you told us the truth is no longer appropriate because nothing has been honest. Nothing has been truthful. It seems as though any time these agencies have a directive or a communication or there's a press conference or a directive by this administration, its goals are abjectly nefarious and they are terrible for each of us. I mean, I I was just reading about this and I remember this FD 1023. This was the form that Jim Jordan and House Judiciary had to subpoena Christopher Wray as head of the FBI to come and testify about. And then when he finally did after stonewalling and slow walking, which is the standard operating, when he was threatened, look, do you really want us to come after you? He finally showed up with a heavily redacted 1023. And this is the this is the document that says, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm the confidential human resource. This Alexander Smirnoff, who was just pinched in Vegas by the feds for telling the truth. And he said, look, I've got documents. I've got conversations. I have emails, right? I spoke with the head of Burisma who was paying Joe Biden to help him out. And he's got 17 recordings, 15 with Hunter's voice and two with Joe's. He's got the goods. And then when Christopher Ray Ray was called to testify about this, well, what about this, Mr. Ray? Is nobody paying attention to what the hell is going on? Which is no, nobody is. That's what you get when you have a ship of fools steering the country. When asked about it, Christopher Ray was, I can't really get into that, it's classified. Or this is part of an ongoing investigation. This is like the media hiding behind sources close to the investigation tell us. Or an anonymous individual who didn't want to get blah, 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 right? Somebody familiar with the investigation says, it's not good enough. It is just not freaking good enough. Hillary Clinton walks around, Bill Clinton walks around, Free! Barack Obama, free! All of the players, free! The Bushes, dirty, free! But the guy who was on the payroll, whose job was to do exactly what he did, who did his job, is now being accused of being a liar. And we have Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade on the stand. And they want to call the FBI whistleblower guy, the confidential human source. He's the bad guy. Got it. Look, this whole moving away from a meritocracy into this box checking race to the bottom. Who's the biggest victim we can pretend we care about and try to elevate? It it doesn't work. I want to I want to read you this briefly. I'm going to bounce to the San Francisco story I had alluded to prior to the break a little bit later in the show. This from the college fix California bill could pave the way for free tuition for black students. I'm just going to stop right there. I don't need to give you any of the details. If you're part of our Locals page, Locals.com, put in Wendy Bell Radio, you get our entire rundown of all of our stories, right? You'll find it there. Imagine this is the message to black students. 
We know you're not good enough to get in on your own. We're going to change the rules for you. We're going to make it easy for you. We're going to fail you for generations. We're going to lie to you and pretend to you and tell you that we care. But we're going to prevent you from choosing schools that you want to go to. Instead, we're going to put you in these feeder public schools, which are woefully inadequate, with a lot of teachers who are nothing more than glorified activists. And when you exit at the end and you're incapable of keeping up with your peers in foreign countries, we're going to bend the rules yet again. And we're going to get you into college. Then we're going to give you college because you can't do it on your own. That is the message of Democrats repeatedly to anybody who is a preferred box checker. It is not, I don't care that you're black. You're talented and we want you on our team. It's, we're going to go out of the way to make things easy for you so that you remember us and you vote for us, even though everything we do along the way that's quote unquote supposed to help is a dramatic detriment to your future, to your self-esteem, to your confidence, and to your ability to do a job. There is no greater underscoring of that today than these two clowns in Fulton County, Georgia, who are going after the President of the United States, the real President of the United States, with very serious allegations, who can't even get their freaking stories straight, who get blown out by the very first words of, a, of an extra witness. We're, we're going to have information for you today that will underscore this idea. These people do not have the best and the brightest representing them. It is boob after lawless boob with lousy stories, terrible excuses. And at some point, they must be held accountable. Is that today? Will that happen today? It's got to start happening soon, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot go after the honest and the patriotic and the truthful, and the moral, and allow the, the greedy, the egocentric, narcissistic lowlives to get away with it. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, we got to get into this CIA thing, how they cooked the intelligence about Russia collusion to frame Trump. They knew it was garbage, and they did it freaking anyway. All the details next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. David Weiss and the Department of Justice going after Alexander Alexander Smirnov, a confidential human source who blew the lid in an unclassified document about the bribery scheme of Joe and Hunter Biden vis-a-vis Burisma, his arrest, and the allegations that he lied in his testimony is no different than the treatment of Donald Trump by the CIA dating back to 2015, 2016. 
it is no different than the treatment of the January 6th protesters who were accused of things that they didn't do with evidence planted with cameras and and video that we are not allowed to see so we can decipher the truth with quote unquote eyewitnesses whose testimony is dubious at best, has been disproven by some of the videos we have seen, right? And who've, by some stroke of luck, all managed to secure these New York Times best-selling authorships of books of sock. If anybody out there is not connecting those dots, it's time to wake up. It is time to fight back because the truth is not what they want you to have. The idea that John Brennan, as Barack Obama's CIA director, and that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Susan Rice and Gina Haspel and others that they had been concocting a story, creating a fictitious tale that kept running into dead ends to the point they needed to enlist the help of other English-speaking countries, Australia and the UK, etc., that that is the story, that is the truth, cannot be underscored today. You're going to hear from Michael Schellenberger right now as he continues this dogged investigation with Matt Taibbi into this binder, into these classified documents, these House intelligence reports that are so top secret, they had to be kept in a vault somewhere in Langley. And the mysterious nature of where some of these materials have gone is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Because we will say it, and I will repeat myself, I believe Donald Trump has all of these documents. And that all of these machinations, the legal issues, his various indictments, all of these cases... They have to proceed the way they are so that people who are not paying attention start. Period. This CIA fabricated Russian collusion debacle. To say that it was predicated on a lie is being nice to lies. They knew that Vladimir Putin in 2016 preferred Hillary Clinton as a candidate over Donald Trump. The same way Vladimir Putin just recently said he would prefer Joe Biden over Trump. Why? Because Clinton and Biden are, quote, predictable. They operate in known, predictable ways. Donald Trump was a wild card. Vladimir Putin didn't know what to expect. But he knew it wasn't going to be standard operating. He believed Biden and Clinton were easily manipulated. 
and that he could have a more malleable relationship with them. They knew this in 2016, and they took intelligence that Putin wanted Hillary, and they twisted it around, and they specifically manipulated it into a Russian collusion hoax. Jesse Waters with Michael Schellenberger in in, uh, audio soundbite number one. Point blank. Putin did not want Donald Trump. Today, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi dropped another bombshell. Russia didn't want Trump to win in 2016. Russia wanted Hillary, and the CIA knew it. Russia saw Hillary as manageable and predictable. They were comfortable with her and wanted her to be president. The Russians thought Trump was a wild card, didn't want to deal with that. There was never any evidence showing Putin supporting Trump. Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, knew this and manufactured the evidence. Fake news. How many times have you heard that said? Fake news. Jesse Waters now introduces Michael Schellenberger, who says it's not just we, the people who are learning of these details. There are sitting members of Congress who are in the dark. They have no idea how deep and how dark the corruption was dating all the way back to before the 2016 election. Well, I think some people wonder if this is old news or maybe if this has been reported. I want to assure you that it has not been reported until now. I can also assure you that there are current members of the House Intelligence Committee that are unaware of a 50-page report that the CIA is currently hiding at its headquarters. There may be other copies elsewhere, but there is a top-secret copy at the CIA proving without a doubt, according to our sources, which are multiple credible sources, that Russia, in fact, favored Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump, in 2016, that they used the Steele memo, the the infamous political document commissioned by the Hillary Clinton campaign, to create, to cook the intelligence, as they said, for the early January 2017 intelligence community assessment claiming that the Russians favored Trump falsely. That relied on the Steele memo. That 50-page report continues to exist. It likely exists with the other intelligence information, including potentially raw intelligence documents, showing that the evidence was very strongly on the side. The best evidence was on the side that the Russians favored Clinton for the, st- for the continuity and stability, that they were concerned about Trump for being erratic and being an unknown quantity, and that the quality of the evidence that, uh, that contradicted that was much lower and that it was and that Brennan's people manipulated the the sourcing, so to speak, the quality ranking given to the sources to come up with really the opposite outcome of what the truth was. It was a giant wrap up smear soup to nuts, alpha to omega. And so I have to ask the question, what actually has Donald Trump done wrong? What law has he broken? Whose trust has he trampled? What statutes did he break? What amendment did he twist? What happened? He loved America. And that makes you public enemy number one. Now, in audio soundbite number three, there are actually two scandals going on here, as Michael Schellenberger illustrates. 
There's actually two separate intelligence scandals here to, for people to keep in mind. The first one happened earlier in 2016, where our sources, multiple sources, tell us that Brennan oversaw manipulation of our foreign allies to basically entrap Trump associates to create the pretext for the FBI investigation of Trump's supposed com alleged collusion with Russia, which we now know is debunked. The second thing is, uh, almost a year later, Brennan orchestrates a phony intelligence assessment that comes to the opposite conclusion of what their own raw intelligence, their best intelligence was showing. These are two massive, massive intelligence scandals. What we're witnessing is the political corruption of both intelligence gathering and intelligence analysis by John Brennan. And these documents, we have been told by multiple people, still exist. They're at the CIA. They need to be released. They're probably part of this larger binder, which may have the other documents to support both the, the evidence of both of these scandals. Election Interference 101. This started years ago. And Donald Trump is on trial on a state level and a national level for this very offense when these are the clowns who are behind it. And so the final question, what do you do about Brennan? What do you do about the CIA chief who was the mastermind who created the list of 26 known Trump associates who went to foreign governments and said, hey, help us, who wanted to create a narrative to reverse the truth? Listen. Congress has to take action. I mean, as I said, I, ha I now know for a fact that there are members of the House Intelligence Committee whose job it is, whose constitutional requirement it is to oversee the CIA, to demand that the CIA be a non-political institution. They need to hold them to account. There need to be hearings on this. They need to get to the bottom of that. We need that 50-page report and the binder and the rest of the documents. It has to be slow. It has to be painstaking. All of this stuff digging into the Biden family financials, all of the data, all of the different committees, all of the interviews, the transcriptions, all of it. And they have to cross-reference them. They have to lay it out in a painstaking way to awaken people who could never fathom that the leaders in their country hate them. Honestly. This, th there are members of Congress who are in the dark about this. There are Democrats who have no earthly clue how dirty this is. And yet we see the FBI, after Merrick Garland falls over himself, saying there aren't two tiers of justice, one for Republicans and Democrats. One from the elite and not the others. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure Mark Houck has something to say about that. I'm pretty sure Enrique Tario has something to say about that. I'm pretty sure Alfredo Luna in California, who was hassled and wasn't anywhere near D.C. on January 6th, has something to say about that. Notice the trend. In trapping people who are innocent to create a boogeyman spokescreen for what you yourself are doing. Don't go anywhere. Hour two coming up next. Dr. Pierre Corey. We're talking about vaccine shedding. Please don't miss this. It is next.
So I was recording my uh, weekend Newsmax show yesterday and had a great panel discussion going. And we were kind of just going over this um, this shooter in, in Joel Osteen's church in Houston and just talking about how we don't have honest conversations about mental illness, um, about some of these ra- these organizations that are radicalizing people who are already on the fringe, who already have some issues, and it seems like they're radicalizing them into full-out terrorists. And one of the gals on the, on the panel, she's great. She said, um, we need to have a real conversation about good and evil in this country because there is evil. And we need to talk about it. And she's right. She's right. And this is not a conversation that requires you to go to church. It's one that involves us opening our eyes and, and having a common sense conversation. There are some polls that give me a little pause that make me feel as though we're not totally off the rails. And I can't fathom about this whole 7 million people, whatever the actual number of human beings who've crossed into our country under Joe Biden's day number one executive orders. I can't imagine the gargantuan effort and and what it will involve to round these people up and send them home. But I am encouraged by this small poll, and this is on Breitbart this morning. It says six in seven voters, six in seven, which is good, say only Americans should vote in U.S. elections. Now, I don't know why anybody would think somebody who's not an American, who's not working towards our common agenda, who does not have skin in the game, who does not know our history, who does not have the reverence that we have for the various institutions that we hold dear, the flag, the star-spangled banner, the pledge, all of that, and who is not a contributing tax-paying member of this society who's gone through the channels the right way. I can't fathom how anybody would say, come on in. Because it is not free. This place was created on the backs of blood and suffering and, and, and war and crazy social entanglements and just everything. And for us to just wave a wand and say, ah, whatever, you can vote, scares me. But this is the good news. The overwhelming majority of general election voters say only American citizens should be allowed to vote in U.S. elections. We're just months away from one of the most important elections in our lifetime. And the security of those elections is under siege right now from an invasion of foreigners crossing our borders illegally. This is the head of the Tea Party Patriots movement. Some of these could actually, some of these people could ultimately vote in our elections with few barriers stopping them. And think about all the layers of bureaucracy, all the ways in which we don't pay attention to the things that matter most because there's so much garbage that's falling apart around us. You're constantly playing whack-a-mole. And at the end of the day, you look at your bank account. It's not getting any bigger. You look at your cupboards. They're not as full as they used to be. And you're really questioning what on earth your child is learning at school. We need a 
we need a factory reset. We got to find that button that everybody can push and just go back to the way things were before it was totally freaking crazy. I don't know when that was. So there's this poll. It's commissioned by the Tea Party Patriots Action by McLaughlin and Associates. And it finds that 85.5% of voters said only American citizens ought to be allowed to vote in U.S. elections. And by the way, that is not nationalistic. That is not anything other than honest. That is a proud country. That is a proud country that is proud of its heritage. I used to hate going on trips and being in the car for hours on end. And it seems the older I get, the more I enjoy them. Usually it's you and your favorite people going somewhere to enjoy time away. But you drive through small communities and you hit open highways of rolling hillsides where our food is grown and where livestock are, are grazing. And you see hardworking people, salt of the earth people. You see the story, the reality of what makes this country great. It's not a dollar sign. It's not measured in zeros or decimal points. It's in pure, unabashed, unadulterated love of freedom. And each of us in our own way, contributing our individual gifts and talents to the betterment of everyone's collective freedom. It is liberty and justice for all, sealed with an amen every day, because by golly, I hope to God that he's watching over us. When we come back after this short break, this is an important conversation. Think about where we've come in this country where we can't have honest conversations about medicine, about sanity, about logic and common sense, where you are dismissed if you say that you've been injured, you think, by a vaccine. Where you are demonized and ridiculed, much like the truth tellers and whistleblowers have been. It's the giant secret that's not even remotely a secret. And the people running interference, trying to silence our voices, are not worthy of our respect. Dr. Pierre Corey, pulmonologist, part of the Critical Care Alliance, talking about vaccine shedding. Why some people are getting sick from other people who've been vaccinated. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 